0: This is Michelle Knotts, and you're listening to the Annie Gamers Podcast.
1: This is Annie Gamers Podcast number 18, recorded on Tuesday, July 21st, 2009, from Sentai Mountain. Today, we will be discussing Otakon 2009. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Anti-Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Minto, also known as Vampvo, and tonight I have four co-hosts with me. Three of them are from reverse thieves.com, so introduce yourself in order.
2: Hi, uh, my name's Alan Mendez, otherwise known as Hisui. Now that you know my full name, you can stalk me online.
3: Kara uh, Mendez, also known as Kohaku. I don't really appear that much, but I'm there.
0: And uh, I'm Kate. I'm not going to reveal my last name, uh, but I'm Narutaki on Reverse Thieves, and I talk a lot. Oh, and it's Hisui's birthday, so
2: happy birthday! birthday. I'm one step closer to death!
1: (laughs) 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 And finally, uh, our fourth one is the blogger at oguemaniacs.wordpress.com.
4: Hi, I'm Carl. I like Ogue quite a bit. (laughs) <laughs> and I have no need for love. The Emperor has no need for love.
1: As I mentioned, we were talking about Otakon 2009, but uh, before we get into that, we are going to talk about what we've been doing. So uh, I'm going to have one of you guys start. Who do, who wants to talk first?
0: I guess that just always falls to me. <laughs> so, um, well, while my legs are healing from Otakon, I've been watching uh, more Yurka 7. Uh,
2: I'm almost
0: done... With the first half. I just finished episode twenty four today, so um, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's wonderful. Holland is the best, and uh, I'm really glad I watched. Started watching it. Uh, you know, a lot of people had recommended it to me for a long time, and I sort of hadn't done it. And uh, it's everything it's cracked up to be, at least so far. Uh, pretty impressive show. A lot of references to other shows that I re- and I'm really liking it. So
2: I heard that you super love anemone.
0: I don't have an opinion on her yet. <laughs> I super love Holland. Did I not make that clear? <laughs> okay, Endymion does have googly, freaky, retard eyes, which like kind of throws me off. But and whatever. she
4: has that one episode where she just eats jam. Like, in yeah, this that amazing was really
0: gross, and it reminded me of BB from you know Death Note. But uh, yeah, okay, I really li- I'm liking Eureka Seven, and I'm gonna watch the movie in September. That's sort of why I started watching it now. So.
1: So, anyway, who wants to talk next?
0: Yay!
3: Monsters! Uh, I've been watching, because I got for free at Otakon, the second season of uh, Cow Cow Mao. And I kind of, it's more of the same. And man, it, it is shown and I. There is no mistaking <laughs> it. It's pretty boys, pretty much being pretty with each other in the bath. A <laughs> <Allah>. lot. <laughs> 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 I was like, man, that man was unnecessary. Oh, thank God, another one. Yay! <laughs> now you know what it's like to be
0: part of the if, other side. If anybody's I'm feeling not. very
1: uncomfortable now, our 13th episode is about Golgol 13, so you can just turn this off right now. And switch
4: <laughs> now. Yeah, Dora, just trick people in the same leg. It's about an evil demon lord from space.
1: It <laughs> fights robots. It's a demon lord who fights robots. Yes. That's what demon
4: robots. Like. Would you... Which yeah, you, you see, sort of in the new Shin Mazinger opening that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, how about Alan? You're next.
2: Okay, um, I could talk about. You
0: can only pick one. Stop looking at that list. What's the first thing that came to your mind?
2: <laughs> uh, then I guess I'll talk about Umineko because that's what I talk to uh, with OG2 about all the time. So um, it's fresh in my head. Uh, I just played through all four of the first chapters of the first part of Umineko, and I've been also watching the uh, TV show. It's pretty entertaining. I like it. Um, It's a good sequel to uh, Higurashi. Um, I like the new set of characters. Um, I like the premise. The game could fail me in the end, but so far, I have been having a good time. I think if anybody really liked Higurashi, they should uh, pick out Umineko. It's... uh, Good fun. And if you buy the legitimate release, the creator in Japan is totally cool with you downloading the English patch. In fact, he encourages that.
4: Carl, you were next. Okay. I recently watched the movie The Pre- Pretty Cure All Stars Deluxe. Nina Tomodachi Kiseki no Zenin Dai Shugo. Everybody's friends. The Miraculous Gathering. Really? That's the most Um, magical (laughs) girly airplane punching, earthquake creating, beam spamming, like, oh, and and there's some cute animals, but basically it's a crazy show that crosses over every single Pretty Cure series so far, and there's been six now. I think it's actually the longest running or, like, the most episode count Magical Girl series ever at this point.
1: I'm gonna be honest. I I saw that on the bus to Otakon when Carl was. This is the same thing, right? Yes. The thing that you were showing, yes. watching on the bus. Okay, well, def- despite that it is called Pretty Cure, I have to say the those beams that they were shooting at that giant demon thingy that was pretty cool. Yes, I'll admit yeah. it. Here's I liked your, it.
4: Here's your trivia: the first two series of Pretty Cure were directed by the man who directed Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Air Master. So yeah, lots <laughs> of good fight scenes. And then later on, his assistants or something helped out with the other ones, but still good, still less violent, as it were. Because if you look at the actual movie, whereas you know the new cures, they shoot beams and lasers, pretty cure white and cure black, just like to punch things.
1: <laughs> all right. So uh, what I have been, I guess we're we've been talking about uh, all anime, and it's appropriate because it's Otakon. So uh, what I have been watching is. Magical shopping arcade Abenabashi just today actually with a friend of mine. He came over mm. and that that show is a lot of fun. It's uh somebody once told me that he said like, Oh, it was sorta of fun, but it it wasn't really that funny. And I think the reason was he just doesn't get references mm. to other anime because that show is just filled with them. <laughs> and uh actually of interest to some listeners might be that uh the third episode is directed by, uh, directed and also uh, the animation is directed by uh, Hiroyuki Imaishi, who's the director of Gurren Lagan. And it's very, very clear because that episode is all over the place with the animation. People's faces are bulging out just like in Gurren Lagan. And most noticeably, there's a robot fight between a robot with a face on its body and a robot that throws a boomerang mounted on its chest and that also has. Like the, the wing structures on the back of it like Gurren Lagan. so it's pretty so it's much... like Gurren Lagann
0: mm. prototype? Yeah. Mm. But
1: other than that, the episode is also filled with so many references to other shows. So it's got, like, they're in a space station and uh, somebody shoots a hole through the space station and then a guy... You just see a random guy press a button and those pink blobs from Gundam come out <laughs> and seal the the hole closed. And there's, like, a robot gets destroyed by Captain Harlock's spaceship uh, somebody gets thrown out into space so far that they like go through the dimensions and go through the uh, the 2001 a Space Odyssey thing at the end of the movie the Star Wars music plays throughout it it's like it's crazy there's just so many references to uh, to sci-fi things in it and there's similar stuff like that in other episodes but episode three is definitely the highlight
2: how long
4: is Abashi? I
2: think it's like 12 or 13 episodes yeah 12 or 13.
1: That's all we've been doing. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back with our discussion of Otacon 2009. After much Skype problems, uh, that sentence may or may not be grammatically correct. Uh, anyway, we all went to Otakon. That's that's how we're starting this, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we and did, we, we all did, we did. also stayed in the same in the same hotel room,
4: which was sort of crazy.
1: So uh,
0: yeah, because there were not just us five; there were three more people. So
4: the people at the Radisson might be listening. <laughs>
0: I you should appreciate we left that room in such good condition after that, and we yeah. left a nice tip. <laughs>
4: yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And possibly a
3: PSP. So good for them. <laughs>
4: Remember when Radisson fought Goku? That was a pretty good.
1: I I think Goku would win.
4: Yes.
0: <laughs> I,
1: don't I don't know. know like, does
4: Goku have complimentary internet? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god,
1: that was so nerdy. Okay. Yeah, what? Okay, come on. This is the Annie Gamers podcast. What do you think? We're talking about football here?
2: (laughs) Yo, bro! Did you see the Colts last week?
0: So, even though we all stayed in the same room, we were kind of all over the place. We all had like a million. I mean, Otacon had like a million things to do, so Mm -hmm. everybody covered like half the convent. You know, it was like. We just kept running into each other yeah. as opposed to trying to go to things together. Yeah.
4: Our tastes were similar, but not quite enough that, you know, we didn't just right. head up Head up to, we didn't just like go as a group and, you know, skip.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, we didn't lock arms and skip around the convention center. Uh, so I think a good way to start is for everybody to just discuss something or a couple of things that were their favorites okay. at Otakon.
0: Okay. Um, I guess uh, you want to go first, Evan, since you went last, last,
1: uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I think probably the, the best thing was, um, meeting Nobu Ishiguro, uh, Masao Maruyama and Yukio Kikukawa, And, uh, I saw them at an autograph session where nobody was there. So I, I went in and, uh, and got their autograph and got to speak to them and took an awesome picture of, uh. The, the two other guys uh, with their like heads on Noboru lap that picture is gonna be on the uh, on the the blog later it's a pretty funny looking picture and then um, we also uh, related to that what was also very cool is uh, the press conference that all of us yeah all of us were at with uh, with those three and also Hidenori Matsubara yeah and if you want more information on them either look look them up uh, in on, like, Anime News Network or the Otokan page, or we mentioned them, uh, we mentioned, I think, Noboru Ishiguro in our last podcast. He's, he's directed Space Battleship Yamato, Macross, and things like that. And, uh, and Masao Maruyama is the founder of Madhouse Studios, and he's produced pretty much everything they've ever made.
0: Well, I thought, uh, it, yeah, the, speaking of the press conference, though, like, all the press conferences were really cool. This was my first time going to any, and it was just so, like intimate there was you know so few people there and i felt like the guests were really comfortable
1: oh yeah well actually Cap- carol can tell actually about what i th- i think was was really cool for her right
3: i got to see vamps i got to see mel and i got to see all four of them which was cool so um
1: what i was specifically talking about was sort of how like how kate said they were very uh they were very comfortable and they actually a couple of them sat down in the back row of the uh of the press oh, conference yeah. where all the press yeah. were sitting. Yeah. And Masao Maruyama just sat down next to Carol. And
4: Ichiguro's is just right next to Mariyama, Maruyama. And they're just like, Hey you guys. Yeah. How's it going? And yeah, then we, we, we got to interview in the Japanese. best guest ever, their translator. That was you fun. Know, <laughs> yeah. That was a really
0: funny moment where everybody's asking the translator really questions about how like what were his translating influences? <laughs> <laughs> and like and I was
1: I was honestly uh, I was hoping that we would all get up there and be interviewed by the guests. Which would that would have been awesome. Oh, yeah, I think that happened um, last year with
4: Jam Project. <laughs> During their like Bandai TBA panel. I, I wasn't there, though, sadly.
2: Like, nobody went to... like Almost nobody went to Matsubara's panel on Sunday. But since there were like so few people there, we just kind of gathered all these seats together and we sat in a circle... And we asked oh, questions nice. to him. And then at the end, he started asking questions to us. Oh, that's,
1: oh, that's cool. very, very cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I did something like that at Manga Next with uh, Rika Takashima. And she just had like a, a little book club thing. And it was like 10 people sitting mm-hmm. around a, a table just talking to her. Which is really, really cool to do that with a guest.
4: Okay. Yeah, so... I...
1: Uh. Any other highlights? Well, from I anybody? think that
4: overall, I just liked how real the guests were, like all their answers weren't like PR answers, mm. they weren't, or mostly they weren't PR answers, sometimes they had to be by necessity, but, you know, each guest... Yeah, like,
1: what, like when Yutaka Yamamoto dodged my moe question.
4: Well, that's sort of not dodging, I think, he's just, he's just like, ah, uh, you know, I'm tired of this. You know, <laughs> you know, like his surliness, his, his bits of surliness came through, it wasn't like, he wasn't like creating this like false politeness. You know? Right, right. Yeah, and also like, Fred yeah. Schott gave really good answers. Uh, Ichiguro, you know, Kikakawa, Maruyama. is there, like, every year, so he always gives good answers. You know, just, like, every guest I I can think of that I went to, including Mel, like, they just kind of spoke from a genuine standpoint. They spoke from the heart. Yes, from the heart.
3: Well, I kind of also felt like, especially with Mel, she kept looking over, like, can I mention something? Should I mention something? i feel like it wasn't more pa but more we don't want to give too much away yeah for that's time always being.
4: that's always what they're afraid of i remember it's kind of funny is that you like uh that comment by yamamoto where he was just like you know i apologize for um something and he's like hey don't don't put something on the inter- internet and then appears on the internet instantly <laughs>
1: uh yeah so i think we can agree that the guests were really good Mm -hmm. right that was Mm -hmm. just a great guest list yeah oh Uh, oh, yeah it had voice actresses and things
4: and don't forget some ray earth opening action yeah
0: (laughs) Uh, i didn't even get to talk about my highlights yet don't worry
4: you want to go ahead kate
0: yeah i actually think that you know most of my highlights were actually musical like i mean musical concerts because mel's concert on friday night was amazing um even though I got there, like, about 20 minutes late, because our panel was before that, uh, she was just really incredible, and, um, just, oh, my God, it was so amazing. I, ha- I have great pictures from it, too, so it was so Even with that so great boops,
3: almost boops. The oh, head. yeah, like,
0: <laughs> she was, like, rocking so hard, she broke her dress, you know, like, <laughs> and then, like, um, and I was really happy that she played the, uh, the opening from Rideback as and in, in her encore, which really made me, you know, really excited. Yeah. And uh, I always, I always feel like whenever um the Japanese musical guests come, they're always really gracious, you know, and so excited yeah. to be in America. Well, guests, like, it's so great.
1: Japanese guests in general are just very excited about that, and I think they're they're just they're very excited just to see that they have American fans. So they sort of react, they react to that very very positively, even if the fans are sort of like asking dumb questions or things. They're just so happy that somebody cares enough to ask them a dumb question in America. Oh,
4: yeah, though I kind of feel sorry for the ones who don't get people to talk to them.
1: Well, yeah, like like I said, nobody was in... When I went 15 minutes before the end of the autograph session, nobody was in the room to get autographs for, uh, from Noboru Ishiguro, Masao Maruyama, and Yukio Kikukawa. Yeah.
3: I was there at the beginning of the line, and I'm not kidding, there was like... Twelve people in front of me, and after I came like afterwards, there were like three or four people that came after me. It was like yeah, no was... one there
1: and and ironically, right next door um Inoue, the voice actress had a massive line that no, like,
3: that was wound uh, all Kana. the way back
1: to the room was it Canon. that was Canon. oh okay, I'm sorry it was uh but yeah like she had a uh, a massive line that wound around like around the whole uh hall out there while the room was empty for the three Japanese guests who have had their hands in you know multiple things over the years. Wait,
4: was it actually the case this year where aside from Vamps there were no other male like musical guests? Just...
0: And Vamps didn't perform.
4: Yeah. So. Oh, oh that's interesting.
1: Didn't. Okay, I wasn't. I'm not big on the musical guests. I didn't realize they didn't perform.
0: No, they, huh. they had a concert in Baltimore on a Thursday night, but they did not oh, perform. Okay. At, you had to pay to, like, that was their normal yeah. concert that you had to pay to to go to. Um, They didn't perform. They just appeared. Um, The other concert that I went to was on Sunday, right before we had to leave, was Naomi Tamura. And she was really, really great, too. Um, I didn't really, like, I don't really know her music outside of yeah, Ray Earth.
1: Yeah, I was there with you yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you were there. Um, I don't really know her songs outside of Ray Earth, but she played the Ray Earth songs, and that's what I cared about, it was totally amazing, and then right when I was like, okay, I can only stay for one more song, because we have to get on the bus, she played the opening to Ray Earth, and it was, like, the best moment of the con, <laughs> like, the best moment and I of the con. that was right when
1: I walked out, too.
0: <laughs> it was amazing! I heard, I heard
1: the guitar solo, and I was like, oh no, I missed
4: it. So, Kate, it I, think you, I think you know what the best concert of the con was.
2: Uh, <laughs> What?
4: No, no, I'm just.
2: Oh, the
0: karaoke. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Excluding karaoke <laughs> by Big N, Omo, um, and and Carl here, I guess. Yeah. What
1: What did <laughs> you guys sing? I wasn't awesome. there.
4: Okay. What was it? I think what did, Omo sang a song from Hatsukoi Limited. Uh, Big N sang a song from R- uh Kenshin, Kenshin. Ending. And I sung the Anya oh. Sculco 13 opening.
1: Right. The The which is the
4: best one. Yes, by the... far.
2: How was your highlight.
0: Oh, I know what Carol's <laughs> highlight was. I could I could be Carol right now and be like, so it was when I was five feet from high. <laughs> Not even. I, Get it right. It was like it was like a yard, maybe. It was like, <laughs> it's about a yard. And he smiled at me. Screw
3: you other fangirls. That's just, that smile was for me. Suck it all you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm a
0: monster. What the hell? <laughs> That was lovely. She's okay. way more
1: fangirl than we've ever had on this podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure none of them are listening, but they're totally seething right now anyway.
2: Somewhere they know that some girl was closer to hide than them.
0: Like Excellent. <laughs>
3: I revel in it like a normal monster one. <laughs> uh,
2: I guess my highlight, um, since everybody covered the cool ones, that the guests being really open. Um who uh, I just wanted to mention really off the bat, the bat that Matsubara, who I thought was going to be one of the least interesting guests because he was mostly a, a character designer.
0: What you think those guests are least interesting?
2: I just I didn't. I guess I was wrong because he was he was really cool, and he talked a lot about the design process and different projects he's worked on. He talked a lot about Evangelion. If anybody was like interested in Ano, his insights into how Ano is as a director. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, huh, interesting. <laughs> not, not, I kind of regret not going to his panel.
1: Speaking of really cool guests, uh, I just want to say that Yutaka Yamamoto was like the classiest looking guy there, with his suit and tie. Like everybody else shows up in like business casual and stuff, but he was just so cool looking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he was kind of politely Japanese snarky at his yeah. panel. That's that's kind yeah, of snarky. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah he was he was sort of a little more snarky like the way I, usually Japanese guests are very very polite and he had a a bit of an attitude like, was he was he like...
4: wasn't passive aggressive he was he was aggressive passive
1: yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> i mean yeah he dropped down some really good answers like 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 what was it well, you know just the whole just talking about what he thinks is the difference between then and now, like how you know Anime is lacking strong personalities these days, like crazy guys like Tomino and Ano, who are just like you know eccentric. Right. Geniuses. Not, a, not enough
1: insanity.
2: <laughs> even even Miyazaki um, is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He's he's got that crazy flying fetish.
4: In nature. Uh,
1: so um, I think actually we should. Uh, I want to discuss a little bit the opening animation, which is pretty cool.
4: Yeah. So I'm not sure how much we can actually discuss it. Like apparently it's like a shh sort of thing. I guess we can talk about it, but you know, the fact that it can never be seen again. Mm. Is it
1: never gonna be seen again? What? That's why we gotta talk about it, so nobody
4: Okay, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So it was it was animated by Madhouse. Uh so it was uh it was pretty pretty interesting. It had a lot of uh references to just, you know, a lot of a lot of pop culture things. Uh, well, the thing that I noticed the most was uh, there's a part where a Gundam shows up and everybody's cheering and then the Enterprise shows up to tie in with the, the release of, of Star Trek, I guess. And, uh, and then the, the whole con staff is on the Enterprise and, uh, and they're, they're the crew of it. And then the Yamato shows up and this entire time everybody's cheering for these things and the Yamato comes up and the entire room goes silent. Like nobody's cheering for it. People were just thinking, "Hey, that
4: thing looks kind of like a Pokeball. It's white and red."
1: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And then the Yamato fired the wave motion
4: gun and blew up the Enterprise. And then I cheered. (laughs) Oh yeah, like um, I saw the uh, like if like you know because I saw the uh, the first time they, they did it last year, and it was actually quite a different opening last year. What happened? It was just like the two. Otakawa mascots fighting, like, everything imaginable from, like, Evangelions to, like... I don't remember. I just remember mainly Evo's really well animated, but I think it's copyright infringement, which is why they don't show it (laughs) again. (laughs) Uh, Like, like, basically, the animation last year was not quite as, like, uh, silly, like, kind of, like, silly, super deformed. And actually, I do wonder, like, who came up with those character designs, because they seem very... mm, I don't know. They don't look like someone Japanese designed them, so... That's pro- that's pro- pro-
1: yeah, those those character designs are mascots created by the or commissioned by the con staff, I think. So I think they're by American designers. Yeah, and then Madhouse obviously redrew them for the uh, for the animation, but the designs are originally not by an animator. Yeah, I just thought they would revise Madhouse. them
4: more heavily to make them more mm, what what we would expect from Madhouse, but. That's okay. I mean, they just did this. They basically did this as a favor. I'm not gonna complain. Like, oh yeah, the character designs were kind of off. You have got your money's worth.
1: Right. Um,
2: so, anybody else have any opinions on the uh, opening animation? Um, how well attended was it? Cause uh, I went to the Inoue, um panel, so I'm just.
0: Um, it was it was pretty pretty full. Although I thought it was interesting because at the beginning before the like the animation was like the last thing at the beginning they had like this reel for all the guests to show them and it was really interesting to see who people cheered for and who people didn't cheer oh. for. Oh yeah.
4: Hmm.
0: It was really like who didn't who very didn't telling. they cheer
4: for? They didn't cheer for Becca, I think. I I, I clapped a bit, but you know.
0: No, but it's hmm. just I mean it just goes to sort of show what has been apparent if you go to any con is that like American voice actors are the draw. Yeah, like that's a big thing for everybody. Those are the people. Yeah, that like get the biggest number
4: one tears. by far. And I
0: think Vamps got a huge cheer. It, obviously, I think,
4: but number one by a mile for Cheers was Crispin Freeman.
0: And that's what I'm saying. He's an American yeah. voice actor. Like, yeah,
4: it
0: goes to sort of and like everybody else was like, yeah, okay, whatever, whoever they think, are. Do you think just
4: because you know like the you know like the people the kids watch the animes these days and they and they hear them on TV and they associate them with the shows they love them for that reason like.
1: I think it might be that it's easier to look at an American guest as a celebrity because the the Japanese guests are, are more behind the scenes and they're uh they also usually don't speak English and they're not well, at I as mean, many I think tons. but
4: even the Japanese voice actors don't get as much like fanfare as the uh, American ones. Yeah, that's true.
1: It's true, but I I it, it might be because but it might be because the the Japanese guests don't get to conventions as often. And the American guests can be at conventions all the time so that they become these convention personalities that everybody mm-hmm. wants to see.
4: I don't know, that's just a thought. Interesting point. But so I bet if you got like the voice actor for Goku or Vegeta or something, they'd be like... Yeah. Man. <laughs> and, because you know, no, and also because the voice of Vegeta is the voice of Captain Falcon. That combination would just get like endless, endless and fangirling. And boy girling.
1: But I think I think most kids probably haven't heard the Japanese voice of Vegeta.
4: That's true. Oh yeah, speaking of that, the Funimation uh panel is also a highlight due to the shows that they announced, which I believe you put on your site Anna Gamers, the um Kesher and Sins, uh Ride not Rideback, Eden of the East and the Dragon Box. I somebody
0: would license Rideback.
4: Masters master you know, the the Masters Release of Dragon Ball Z, and you know, they even tapped into the uh, it's over 9,000 thing, even though that, that's actually a different voice actor from the one who originally said that. And if you go, listen to the revised um, uh, dub of Dragon Ball Z, where Funimation went back to you know, re record the early episodes that uh, that um, that Saban did, yes, he says it in like a it's over 9,000, oh, kind of way, <laughs> and <then>
1: they doing really <laughs> Dragon Box,
4: like- yeah. They're releasing the original
1: uncut episodes, like, uh, and all remastered. They said, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think.
4: Apparently, in the, in the original Japanese release, the Dragon Box was actually just one big box of like two hundred some odd episodes.
1: Oh my
4: God! Like gigantic, like, I think I think the guide for animation said basically you, you you kill someone with it. That's how big it is.
1: Yeah, It's like a big brick. Speaking of that, how about uh, highlights of panels that you guys went to? Because there are a ton of panels at Otakon. So uh, we all went to a lot of very different ones just because of our differing tastes. So uh, what were some of your favorites?
2: I was about to say, I found it really interesting because I was going to mention my highlight was I don't think I went to a bad panel. Some panels were Hmm. definitely better than others. But I don't remember going to a bad panel. Like, yeah. oh my God, shoot me in the back of the head to end the pain. That is this panel.
1: You could just leave. You know, there's a door at most panels.
2: <laughs> well, I, I I often do if a panel is bad. But I don't think I went to anyone that made me want to leave. The only time I ever left a panel was because I was tired from going to non-stop panels and I had to basically take a little like yeah. break or breather. Yeah. The,
4: the only time I left a panel was from uh, when I went to the uh, Anaplex TBA panel, which is like, turned out to be a Kanagi panel. And, you know, I just kind of thought, oh, that's pretty cool, but I already heard heard Yamamoto talk a lot, so let me go check out that Mecha Appreciation panel. Right. Uh, What did you think of that?
0: I liked the Mecha Appreciation Panel, but I wish they would have had like visuals. It was kind of
4: yeah, I know that was. They even said they kind of threw it together like at the last second, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, like definitely, and in... they were definitely informed. I just wish it was a little better organized. Yeah.
2: King Jada, <laughs> nice, yes. I found it very amusing that uh, Anime World Order has once again almost gotten kicked themselves kicked yes, out. Yes, I w- of I was Adaka. going
1: to discuss this, so let's. Let's talk about it now that we're on the subject of panels. Yeah. Anime's Craziest Deaths yeah. was uh, was shut down by con staff. Uh, the story was told many, many, many times because it's such a crazy story. The The story goes something like Daryl Surratt is running Anime's Craziest Deaths and he's showing uh, as the panel name implies crazy, gruesome, violent insane deaths. So, uh, he, I, I don't remember what all the, the ones at the beginning were. It was some Yoshiaki Kawajiri stuff and things like that.
4: I heard he got some Fist of the North Star in there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. The thing he got kicked out for was uh, Apocalypse Zero, and I haven't seen it, so I don't know exactly what the content was, but I heard like there, it was the only clip uh, thus far that had shown boobs, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, instantly... They And I, they were obviously whatever, as I heard, what, like, giant boobs Gee, on okay,
0: giant like woman? Okay, it's like an obese, it's like a giant obese woman. So, like... Yeah. Yeah, so there's boobs and there's, like, crazy bush. Like...
2: The thing was, yeah. Daryl's trick that he assumed would work is that he basically cut all the scenes just before you got to nipple or just before you got to see anything down below but he like skirted the edge every time and whoever's running the panel was like "Uh ah that trick doesn't work with me panel over
1: yeah it was just right right in the middle of that clip he said turn the video off Get down off of there! Everybody, get out of the room. This panel is over.
4: What's kind of funny though, right? And I was spoken to Daryl about this. Is that he, before he did the panel, he sent it to you know to you know during panel proposal and when it got accepted, right? Yeah. He said, "Okay, this panel is going to be R rated. R rated means some nudity, you know, some boobs possibly. Um, look at look, take a look at what I have, and if you see anything that, that you object to, yeah, please he, tell he me." Yeah, he
1: listed the shows that he would be including. Yes. So it's their fault for not knowing. What he was gonna show, like he made it, that, it like I was talking to him about it, and I looked at the uh, at the con booklet, and he made it very, very clear. He told them what he was gonna do. So if they didn't look into it, and then it turned out that he did exactly what he said he was gonna do, and they didn't approve of it, then that's their fault for not disapproving of it earlier.
4: And I hope I hope that he can still get panels. On, I'm like I don't want him to, to be like oh that you know that no good, Daryl Surratt know always trying. Yeah, I, I wasn't
1: I wasn't at the panel, yeah, but uh, I, I wasn't I'd either, like but. to see it. I've never I've never seen that before. He's run it at different conventions. And I uh, I think the big talk from people was that he'd probably change it to uh an 18 plus panel yeah. at least for Otakon.
4: I'm gonna say cuz I actually helped him get a clip or two for for that panel or told him what to mm. what to do.
0: Well, I know one of your clips was in it that got shown. So
1: That's something. So uh any other any other good panels? Good uh, panels. Bef- like I uh, I'll mention some of mine, but you guys okay. should uh, say some okay. stuff
4: first. I like I really like the uh, Frederick L. Shot panel. Shot, not pronounced shot. That's what I learned from him. But he's basically right. one of the most significant names in bringing anime and manga fandom to America. He tra- he wrote the specifically bo- Osamu Tezuka because he is a huge fan of him. He wrote the books Manga Manga, um, Dreamland Japan, and the Way Essays. The Manga Manga it was. Was published in like 1982 or so, and it, it was like this was before like really people knew about manga at all, and just kind of gave before pe- anybody was talking yeah. about it. In I America. mean, it, he even said in the intro of that book that his his pub- his publisher or editor was was worried that they might it might get, get confused for the element manganese. <laughs> <laughs> That's a level of like people don't know what's up.
1: It, it's like we found through demographic surveys that your book was mostly bought by chemists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: so Chemists weird. who like to see pictures of a snake wrapped around a black eyes Anyway, that's actually in the book, by the way. Um, uh, what was it? The hot like, but he he was just really informative. Like, um, both both his panels, but like, I remember I, I remember particularly my question because it's my question, which was you know some differences between like some of the like, cultural barriers that could not be that have on both sides, which you know people comics have trouble crossing, and the example he gave. For when an American work is considered, you know, sort of unusable by the Japanese publishers, was when basically it was um Will Eisner, right, who's one of the most famous comic artists ever. He wrote. He's probably most well known these days for *The Spirit*. What he what happened was he went to Japan with a uh, with a uh, with a uh, Fred, and he said, and he went to a to a publishing company that publishes like you know has a magazine that publishes you know like non-Japanese works like American Western works and stuff like that and they told him Uh, they told Will Eisner of all people that he had to redo it to make it more Japanese to flip it right to left and to redo all the panels to make it flow like a, like a manga and at the time Will Eisner was about 80 years old and already right. like
1: <laughs>
4: world famous so you know that was just kind of right, sad so he
1: was insulted at having someone ask him to do that yeah
4: uh,
1: uh yeah so so Fred shot did uh did quite a few panels he was uh he was very very interesting uh i i heard that the uh i can't believe you haven't seen this in anime recruitment panels were were very good and run by very I was about very about cool to be people
0: like, hey you know really i was about to do that same plug um yeah okay i guess we'll just plug ourselves here for a minute you know um us three along with our other friend keith uh <clears throat> We've done panels, you know, at quite a few cons, and we came back to Otacon this year and were able to do two on Friday, and we did anime recruitment, which, it was actually in the same room that we did anime recruitment in 2007, where we premiered it.
4: Ooh. It was kind of
0: like, I don't know, it was very special, I guess. It's like you've
4: gone full <laughs> oh, <my goodness>. circle. <laughs>
0: it was, a, it was, and it, it went really well, um, as 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 well as it normally does, and plus we always have free stuff, so... People always, you know, like, appreciate that, and so they're always like, "Yeah, your panel was great." And it's like you got free stuff; you don't care. Yeah, no, um... I think the panel
4: was good, though. Like, I'm not just speaking from bias because I know everyone here. Uh, but like, like I've spoken before on my own blog how it's difficult to recommend anime to people, and I thought it was did a good job of like, you know, just kind of some basic tips. You know, don't like press the issue, don't be the fan, just like you don't like my show now. I hate you forever. You know?
1: <laughs> Yeah and and as a person who has tried many times to to show anime to uh my my own anime club and to my family like that that was definitely very useful. I have I have needed tips myself for that sort of thing. <laughs> um and I didn't I didn't get to see your other panel.
0: Um uh I can't believe you haven't seen this. Um
2: I can't believe the amount of people who showed up for that one cuz we were in uh well, we were in five or six. We
0: were in panel room six, which is like you, gigantic, <laughs> and uh, in the Hilton, the new, the new section.
2: And uh, I don't think we filled it up, but it came pretty close. I mean, there was not a row that didn't have people at least three fourths filled. So, I,
0: I, yeah, i I would estimate like 300 people were probably at that panel. which um, is the biggest crowd we've ever had, mm. and it was it was really uh like thrilling, you know, uh, like I think. You kind of, once you start doing panels, once people really start coming, it's kind of addictive because it's like being a mini-celebrity. Like, people are just really excited to, you know, to hear what you have to say. You're
4: all celebrities oh, to me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll sign autographs later.
2: Um, And I might have tricked, I mean, uh convinced someone to watch Turn A Gundam. <laughs> That's all I really care um, about.
4: Oh, yeah. Actually, I do remember one more highlight I'm talking about, which is... Vega's panels. One was Otaku TV, the other one was the Genshiken panel. You know, and I don't know if you've heard, but I just happen to like Genshiken just a tiny bit. What? I did not
3: realize yes. this. Tell me more!
4: <laughs> anyway, the Otaku TV panel was pretty fun. It was kind of a basic introduction uh, to, you know, otaku shows. And she <laughs> stuck mainly with anime, I believe, to get the video clips out. She showed, like, Genshiken, Otaku no Video, Comic party, cosplay complex of all things. Welcome to the NHK. The, uh, the highlight, but I think I like the Genshin panel just a bit more because... Uh, what? Get out. I don't know. I just ha- kind of happened.
0: Was there anybody specifically that, that you that made you like the Genshin <laughs> panel more? Was there possibly the mention of a certain character that might have certain, made it better? Yeah, so maybe. S- Cern someone
3: that just drew your attention for some reason
4: yeah basically every time she mentioned i just be like woo! <laughs> and uh, Car- uh, carol can attest to this and you know yes
0: every- and didn't he threaten to kill someone yes
4: someone knows, someone talks back about Ogo, and I, and, I, and I said i'd kill him in his sleep well not quite <laughs> i stopped before i said the whole sentence so it's okay and then actually
3: actually did turn to you and was like like, kind of scared looking, I was like, R- really? I just kind of sat back down, like, I'm just going to be crying <laughs> for the rest of the panel, sorry. It was kind of,
4: um, though, yeah, like, uh I'm, like, uh one thing that Vega said is that she thought that the psychology of Ogiwe would be an excellent panel to do and it would definitely be a panel that's doable. And, you know, I think there might be some in the works in the future, I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, I well, I, I could nice. fill five hours of that topic, but you know, one hour off the cuff should be easily doable.
2: <laughs> um,
4: and also, someone someone actually came up to me after that panel. I was just like, "Are you Oogie Maniacs?" I'm like, "Yes," and he took a picture of me. And that was, <laughs> that, that and was that was, was a new just, experience. That
3: was a little fanboy that did it too. It was like, "Oh my God, you're Oogie Maniacs! I you take your picture!" I was like, "Wow, <laughs> you're like one of the guests." <laughs>
4: I know. I, I I may I may not have the, have had the op- opportunity to get like a filled out, giant, sweet hotel room with the sweetest bathrooms ever. I'm just gonna say that right now, but you know that was my, shining moment.
0: I guess you know you've made it now.
4: Yes, because I use fancy bathrooms.
0: No. Actually, <laughs> no, Put not your the picture. fancy
1: bathrooms.
4: Yeah, the bathrooms <laughs> in Hilton were fantastic. Like.
0: Oh my God! Amazing. Good job. But, Hilton. Like they were so
4: clean. It was just like, man, I don't like.
0: I also We also had a couple of, like, readers kind of leave comments after Otakon, like, oh, good job on your panel, or, oh, oh I wasn't nice. able to go to your panel, and I was like, why didn't you come find us and, like, say, like, hey, I read your blog, because...
2: You're too beautiful, Kate, you're just... What do you call it? You intimidate people; they can't (laughs) approach you directly. Yep.
0: I'm so, I'm so intimidating. I'm sorry.
2: And I'm just a hideous monster. I don't know if you've you've never
4: seen her, but Kate's actually like seven feet tall. Like I don't know if you know that. Like it's really. She
1: has claws. She will kill you.
0: And I'm buff, you know.
1: She's a master of Hokotono Shinken, so she really would just destroy you instantly.
0: <laughs> but we but I will say that we did have other readers come up to us and say, hey, that they did read the blog after a couple of panels. So that was also cool. Like knowing that somebody cares what you have to say is always cool. Yeah.
1: Fun. That's like the best feeling ever.
0: And someone gave you a free
3: acupuncture um session. That's awesome.
2: I wanted to mention my favorite panel. Uh I went to the uh History's Future um the Legend of the Galactic Heroes panel Ooh. and that was pretty awesome. It was basically like an introduction to Legend of the Galactic Heroes with the guys who ran it. Was it
1: run by the the spirit of Walter Amos? Uh he was there in the back approving, nodding his head. Wait, what, but, uh, was, was he was he really there? No. Okay. Cuz I didn't see him around the con. I was like maybe
2: he was there. <laughs> But it was it was really well done and I spoke to the guy who uh was cosplaying Reinhardt, and apparently he's one of the guys behind Hero Legends, who was uh one of the better Gundam fan subbers. Oh yeah. Huh. I believe
4: they also no 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 I think I believe they also sub Zamba three. So good on them. <laughs> I actually <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Was, uh, hes a big Tomino fan, the guy who I spoke to. So if he did that so, would not be surprising. Don't
4: mention any. Don't mention any. But did you get any like serious spoilers that you didn't want to know about?
2: Uh, no. It was supposed to be like getting you all hyped for Legend of the okay, Heroes. Okay, so, good. Uh, see,
0: that's why I didn't go because I was afraid that I was going to hear stuff that I didn't want to hear. So I went, you know, elsewhere.
2: No, no. The the, the it was definitely meant to be like this is why you guys got to watch Legend of the Galactic Heroes. And, like, here's the order to even, like, watch the OAVs, and we won't spoil anything, but if, like, you're hardcore... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it was actually
1: pretty appropriate because Noboru Ishiguro is the director and uh, Yukio Kikukawa is the producer, and they were both at Otakon. Yeah. So it was sort of the, hyping people up the, so that they would be actually be interested in meeting these guests who worked on the Did they attend show. the
4: panel? was like, hmm...
1: That would have been awesome. I don't know if they I did. was
4: hoping if there if the press conference had not happened with, you know, the four Japanese men of power, deluxe, mm-hmm. everyone everyone's friends, yes. miraculous gathering. Um like I was hoping that uh Ishiguro would have attended um the Daryl Surrat and Mike Tupano, the melancholy of Yoshinobu Nishizaki. Yeah, that would have be been I, I was just kind of crossing <laughs> my fingers for that.
1: Right, <laughs> he'd be just sitting there with his arms crossed, because <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah. If if you remember at the uh, press conference, yeah. that's Noboru Ishiguro's thing. Yeah. He leans back, crosses his arms, okay. and nods knowingly. Okay.
4: So, should we talk about complaints now or anything like that, or should we just ride this uh, high? Yeah, I think so. Okay.
1: We, we were. I well, actually, I want to mention maybe a couple panels that uh, that I went to. I went. I went to some of Alex Levitt's panels, mm-hmm. and uh, those were pretty interesting. He did one. On uh, with a, a couple other people, about uh, like, what was it called? Al, you were there with me. It was mostly. It ended up being about anime scholarship, oh, yeah. about sort of writing about anime.
0: Anime manga studies.
1: That's what it was called. Yeah, so it was all about studying anime and manga in a, in a scholarly context instead of just watching yeah. it.
4: A topic near and dear to my heart.
1: <laughs> well, uh, actually, we do something like that on on Gamers. We do more like. We do sort of critiques. Uh, they're written by Ink, and it's called Otaku Demia. if you want to yeah. check it out. So, yeah, it was uh, Alex Levitt's a really cool guy. That was a uh, very interesting panel. And uh, the other one he did was called, the, or I think he did one other that I wasn't at, but the other one I was at was called The Problem with Otaku. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was expecting it to be like a, a Daryl Surratt-style list of grievances, mm-hmm. but instead it was a, uh, a discussion of the word otaku, and the concept of otaku, specifically in Japan, and how it's evolved through things like the the Miyazaki murders that's, that that uh, that sort of branded the word otaku as, as something for mm-hmm. creepy people who murder little girls, uh, and it was that was very interesting. Some of it was things I had heard before, but uh, some of it was was new information that was uh, that I hadn't heard, and it it was very interesting. Um, I think a lot of people at Otacon like we mentioned before were uh our are young people who are very who don't know a lot about this this history and I think it was probably a very, very useful panel for them as well as being entertaining for uh someone who like, like me who maybe knows a little bit more than the average fan.
2: Hmm. I, I, I like the panel. Um it kind of it also what you did leave out, which I thought was interesting, it was also a look at how Americans view the word otaku and kind of how There's this divide of, you know, badge of honor and kind of shame that reflects the Japanese viewing of the the Yeah, I
4: think, I I didn't see the panel, but I think the funniest moments are when people go, you can't use the word otaku like that. That's not how the Japanese use the word otaku. They use it to be be pathetic. You know, like, it's it's a sort of, like, combination, like, revering of the original Japanese, you know, of the original Japanese source at the same time, you know. Right. putting yourself down (laughs)
1: yeah i I feel like we i feel like we are retaking otaku and making it into a good thing because in america we don't have that that stigma that they built up in japan so we've been able to use it in a positive the only
4: stigma that exists is on the internet and no one cares about the internet yeah really
1: it's not like this podcast is posted to it
4: it's it's transmitted by telegram
1: it's transmitted (laughs) through No, no it's it's transmitted straight into your brain
4: actually no, you'd know what would be fantastic. A Morse code <laughs> podcast would be like do 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 People, it just you see like people like yeah. Every so often you see the one guy knows Morse code. Be like ha, ha 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 God, that was so funny. <laughs>
2: oh, one one random thing I wanted to bring out that I always thought was interesting. I think I learned this from Lum, if I'm not mistaken. Is um, it even works in the reverse. Um, I think we all know what a feminist is in the United States. You know, someone who supports women's rights and, you know, is an advocate of equality for women. But in Japan, a feminist is someone who loves women, is kind of a romantic. (laughs) And, you know, more like someone who is gallant or chivalrous. Um, But It's actually the opposite
1: of feminism because... Feminists argue that chivalry is chauvinist.
4: Yeah, actually, I do remember that when uh, when when I was studying in Japan, right, I had another friend who was studying in a different part of Japan from the same college I went to, and he would hold doors open for girls and stuff like that. You know, just do the you know the nice thing because he was he was a nice guy overall. Ben, if you're listening to this, I know and I know you're not high, um, but <laughs> he would basically like you know like and the girls were, were surprised like you know they said you know. Japanese men never do. I never hold those train doors open or anything like that. But I'm not sure if that's huh. just a symptom of the culture, or just people are, just need to get to work as fast as possible. They'll get fired so fast that you know they'll break the sound barrier and they get fired again, <laughs> breaking something.
1: All right, so uh, uh, we are going a little long on time, I think. So we oh, should okay. probably get into. Oh, talk about something else. Uh, oh, we'll throw it in if it's gonna be quick.
0: Okay, I just wanted to give a shout out because we had dinner, like. So many nights, like I mean, the first night yeah. we were there, we met, you know, Pat's Prime, Ed Sizemore, um, uh,
1: Clarissa from Anime World
4: Order,
0: Scott von Schilling, you know, was with us, and a bunch of our other friends. So we all had dinner. That was just, you know, uh, definitely always a highlight yes. of the cons is to meet all these new people.
1: Um and yeah. I got to eat dinner on Friday with uh, Morithale and uh, Mighty Adam, who are people I know from Twitter, Morithal writes for Anime Diet. Oh yeah.
0: And Friday oh. night we all Carl, Carol, Al, me, um, had dinner with the whole AWO crew. Aaron from Ninja Consultants was there. We met Daniel, um, you know, a bunch of other people. And then Saturday night we had dinner with Alex Levitt and Saturday you know, and night good. was
1: crazy.
2: And we went to the part the David Joel party and we saw Mike Toole. And, uh, the guy yeah, whose yeah. name, who always escapes me, who does Ronin Dojo, who is, you know, a net celebrity in his uh, own right. Burnett. Matt Burnett. Matt Burnett, yes. Matt Burnett,
0: yeah. And, you know, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, like, part of Otakon is just seeing everybody that you know from the internet, or if you've met them in real life now, now you meet them again. It's just, that's always a big part of it, and it's always one of the reasons why I think Otakon is so great.
4: No, we, we I agree. I agree. I think that meeting people from the internet is very beneficial.
1: Right, exactly. Um, Now let's get into what we didn't like about the convention. We gave enough positive feedback, but uh, I think some constructive criticism is always good for a convention, especially a fan-run convention, because a lot of times they have organizational problems because they're volunteer-run. So uh, Mm -hmm. are we going to start with press problems here <laughs> cuz most of us were uh were given press access and tried to get interviews I, I think that's a good place to start we did any of us get interviews with anybody nope you guys reverse thieves
2: uh the only person i knew outside of anime news network that got anything even close to an interview was anime world order
4: yeah i think I think Omo got an interview Omo from omonomono.com dot com got a interview with Mel and I believe Scott done an interview with becca, but that was about yeah. you're right it it sounded like only the
1: uh I was only hearing about interviews with the musical guests mm. like it seemed like the the other guests didn't get uh didn't get interviewed <coughs> by by anybody that we knew i I sure didn't get any interviews. I applied for four as I mentioned in the uh, in the last podcast episode. And I'm sorry to listeners who were expecting podcast episodes with interviews with them, but we just didn't get interviews interviews approved yeah,
4: and I heard one of the problems like one of the problems with the press right apparently they didn't even have everyone's cell phone number, so right. like
1: they had just trouble contacting us and I just think that that's something to suggest for next year just just please work on getting uh interviews for the press other than anime news network because yes anime news network is going to get their interviews that's fine they're the biggest outlet in the industry but there are a lot of people who run smaller outlets who would really like to get some interviews with guests even if it's one interview at the convention Mm
0: -hmm. um well like i mean i don't even i i mean i understand if they can if i can't get an interview that's okay with me but what i was really you know what was really distressing to me was just the lack of communication about it like if you tell me we're sorry, we're not going to be able to grant you any interviews, then I know I need to go to these panels, I know I need to go to these press conferences, you know? And I wish exactly. they would have just... I don't care, I mean, I care, obviously, I want to get the interview, but if I can't get it, just communicate to me that I'm not getting it. So that I... Yeah, because you know, know I held
1: back my questions. I held back my questions at exactly. press conferences I had the same and panels problem. because okay. I was saving them for an interview that never came.
4: Yeah. Uh, luckily, I was able to ask the... like. I basically just said, screw it, I'll just ask some questions that I... Be good questions I w- had planned, right? But yeah, I mean, actually, this is, the, this is my first at Otakon Ask Press. I think is as it was the case with all of us, but yeah. you know, oh well, them's the breaks.
1: Uh, so any other any other organizational problems? We we mentioned Daryl Surratt's trouble with uh, anime's craziest deaths. Uh, like I I I had heard things that they were much more strict this year from people I know. I know I saw the con staff break up a game of like uh of Duck Duck Goose.
0: I heard quite a few I, I've been reading the forums. Um, so I heard quite a few people mention security being a little overzealous about such things, but um other than that, I didn't really feel like I felt like the organization was pretty good overall. Um, I did I was a little disappointed that so many people, including us even were all the like panels were run by like a lot of the same people over and over again yeah. you know like mm. I I applied for we applied for two panels I only wanted to do one panel like I applied for two because I thought that would give me a better chance as opposed yeah. to hoping to do both I thought they would pick one you know and yeah. and I feel like and then like Alex did like four or five and Daryl
4: did like just as many yeah. as that more Daryl did a bunch
0: Geek Knights did a bunch. So I felt like I was hoping for a little bit more diversity, yeah. you know, um as far as that. My suspicion
4: went. is that I think they wanted to hand out fewer free passes. You know, like that's uh, my yeah. stuff. But uh the anime loss in translations panel I went to, that I believe that was that person's first panel there. So it's not not like there were no new people. New so maybe she may have done that panel before in other cons. I'm just saying that she was at least new to Otacon.
1: Yeah, uh I think it I think It definitely worked out pretty well in terms of organization. Panels did not have very much trouble uh, getting started most of the time because there was good technical support. And uh, they had a staffer on the side in every room manning uh, any technology that needed to be run, which was very good, so that uh, whenever there were sound problems, it took literally a half second to just turn to the, the staffer and say, turn the sound down. Yeah, or well, up or things like I
3: that. remember when we went to them, they're like, well, before and after each panel, they gave the people 15 minutes to break it down. And that was before the hour started. That way, everyone had enough time. Like if something was going wrong, they could fix it in front of the p- panel. So they had the hour to talk. And then 15 minutes after the panel was done. So everything was cleaned up for the next panelist to start all over again. So it was like. Good block
4: there. I think I don't have very many complaints about the con raw because the things I probably would have complained about, I just didn't go to.
0: Also, well, also, I think having press badges sort of keeps me from complaining about a few things. Just, like, obviously, I didn't have to wait in lines, you know, so I I can't really attest. I mean, I would like to say that press pre-reg, you know, Thursday night we saw that line. It was pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, um, I believe a staffer told me they... They pre-reg like 10,000 people plus on Thursday night. Um, So I, but I did see a lot of people sort of wondering about that, that pre-reg line, which was really ridiculous for the entire evening, as opposed to at least, you know, in 2007, um, after pre-reg started, like two hours after pre-reg started on a Thursday night, you could get in there without waiting in a line at all. But, like, basically, it was, like, solid line to line until the, yeah. the moment it opened till the end of pre-reg on yeah. Thursday. I
3: don't know. I think people like standing in line, though. Yeah. Me, Carl, <laughs> and a couple of people were standing off to the side where you got, like, uh, desk help and, like, if you wanted to go to an 18-plus panel. We were standing off to the side. There was no, there was, like, people standing in, next to us. People started lining up behind us. I'm like, this isn't a line. Really? Are you sure? Yes, let me make sure. No, it doesn't lead anywhere. This is not a line.
1: I just want to say, uh, in terms of the lines, yeah, it, it's bad that, that people had to wait for so long, or maybe it's good if they like lines. But, uh, but I, I think it we should recognize that as being really good, that even in uh, tough, tough economic times, people are still willing to go out and go to anime conventions. Maybe if they spent that money on DVDs, that'd be nice. Yeah. But, uh, at least they're willing to spend their money on something anime-related yeah. and they're not just sort of holding themselves in at home and watching anime on yeah.
4: the internet. Well, that's the eternal question. You
1: know, contributing in some you way. Know,
4: that's a that's a million-dollar question. You know, Do you spend your money on anime or anime-related things? You know, if, if push comes to shove yeah. and shove comes to free anime.
2: A random thing that did pop into my mind, I just thought about it, I did not go to one panel that was not at least 50... To seventy five percent failed,
0: except for guests.
2: Mm. Yeah, except for uh, yeah, one or two guests. Usually, like on Sunday or anything like that. If you went to a panel, there was an audience. I remember that was always one of the big things that people said about Anime Weekend Atlanta was that you know AWA crew always mentions that all panels get some kind of attendance. You won't ever go into a panel with like only three mm-hmm. people.
1: Like our panel at Castle Point Anime Convention? Yeah.
0: Well, I think the, the the thing is is that Otakon is so big that even if there's another event going on, there's still hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people not at that event. I mean, even if you have like a cosplay slot, there are still hundreds of people that did not go to the cosplay mm-hmm. that will go to your panel. Hell yeah. don't have that problem because the con is big enough.
2: So even the death slot is at the death slot. Yeah.
1: The, at the death slot, you get more people at your panel than you would at any other convention in
4: like the prime time spot. Yes. And you may even prefer you may even prefer that just so that, you know, in case there's certain like unsavory elements you want to avoid. Um, uh, <laughs> like I don't know, fans of Bleach. I like Bleach. Don't don't kill me. <laughs> unsavory, unsavory elements. Unsavory
1: elements. So are we uh, are we done with negativity? Are we all positive now? Have we gotten out our grievances? Well,
4: well, this is not this is not exactly a complaint I have, but you know, like it's kind of like a double-edged sword overall. Like they had that, they had this nice video monitor, you know, uh, near the information booth, which kind of updated the schedule accordingly in case there were changes. The only thing is that that schedule mm-hmm. you couldn't fit the entire name of stuff in there, so you know, you can if you only look at that, you can tell yeah. what, the, what the hell anything was. Uh, and this is a double edged sword because uh, like as I said before, the panel about uh Yoshinobu Nishizaki, the producer of Yamato, is called The Melancholy oh. of Yoshinobu Nishizaki. And if people just saw the melancholy of I don't know if it's true, you should tell you should tell me this, Daryl, if in case you hear this. But did any did anyone get tricked into walking to your panel? Did any Haruhi fans be like, Ooh, Haruhi?
2: I didn't sign up for, to hear about a Coke bean. Yeah,
4: that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> that, 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 was, that was a good and a bad. Had, you know, it's, there's, there's always good and bad in life and in video monitors.
0: <laughs> um, I would also like to just say that the Hilton, it, like, um, I know, Evan, this was your first Otacon, but this was the first year for the Hilton to be open for the con. And mm. it was really nice, super swanky, nice panel room. It was a
1: little far out of the way, but definitely a nice mm-hmm. building.
0: Thought it was a good addition. Uh,
1: so is that is that all we've got? We're running uh, a little late. I don't I don't know. We had so many audio problems here, so I don't know how yeah. long the actual podcast is going to be. Right. No, we I'm are, good. Uh, we've been yeah. we've been running very long right okay.
0: here. All right. Well, you know, if you're done, if we're done, we're done. If we're not, we can keep going. We could probably talk for hours.
1: Yeah, we could talk for probably the length that Otakon actually was.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh,
1: that would not really be worth it. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I think we have said most of what needs to be said. Any final thoughts on Otakon before we are out of here?
0: I loved it. Best Otakon yet.
3: I hope to see a picture online of the big O because I missed it.
0: I have one.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Giant big O. That's, that was pretty awesome. Mm. Anybody else? Final thoughts?
2: Uh, the only way I think they could improve it is if they say had a Type moon or, uh, Ata from Hayate the Combat but What like. about
0: that woman that you read sometimes? She wrote that doggy manga. I
2: don't know what you're talking about. We're talking that yeah. would also. <laughs> no, would... she's been. To the yeah. Well, I've but never seen her. And not to
3: AtaCon. but usually, if you ever notice, most people like that come once unless it's a big event for them.
2: Why are you gonna? Why are you gonna mm. crush What <laughs> kind of sister are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Carl? Any uh...
4: final thoughts? Okay. The past two Otakons, 2008, 2009, have both been excellent in very different ways. If you want to top it, Otakon, Mizuhashi Kaori, voice actor of Guess Who. Get her. Okay?
1: Uh, wh- Oh, wait. Who is that? That's uh, Kagome from Inuyasha, right? Yes, of right? course. Right?
4: The Inuyasha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, oh, final thought, Kanagi is a good show. Buy it. I'm a shill. Oh, a <laughs> a, a von shill.
1: My final thought, uh... Nobu Ishiguro is a man pimp. You'll see what I mean when I show you the picture, everybody. You'll see what I mean. And um so that's uh that's the end of our Otakon discussion. How about you guys go and pimp things on your website before we finish, on each of your respective websites, I yes. should say. Uh so reverse thieves, you go first because you have the power of majority.
2: Um you know, we're a bi weekly, sometimes tri-weekly anime blog where we talk about what we like in anime we're doing the otaku diaries where we ask 40 people about various parts of their lives and how anime relates to it and how it affects their loves and their passions
0: and, it and it's actually awesome kind of ties into something we we're talking about our next post from otaku diaries is talking about the word otaku and how everybody on the survey sort of re- reacted to it and things like that
2: hmm. Awesome! No, no. Okay.
4: Do you call? Uh, is a blog where I write about anime. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, no, really. Um, basically, um, it posts are pretty much daily. <laughs> I try, I try some. There's a good mix of informative, informative, I think insightful posts, which I, my goal is to get you to think. To consider your position in the f- as an anime fan, as a viewer of anime, as a person interacts with other fans, and other times I just tell bad puns like "go right now," and you'll see some bad bad puns, bad humor tag. That's a highlight of my blog.
2: So essentially, you are like Nagi and Kanagi, yes, who makes puns and then laughs yeah. to them yourself.
4: Yes. Hey, Nantoho Ken is an excellent, excellent joke that only like five people will get because who the hell? Watches Pokemon and Fist Star. Aside from Keith, uh,
1: okay. And as for me, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't read the blog, then um, you're a communist. Uh, so if you don't know already, we have a blog called AntiGamers dot com that's uh connected to this podcast, and it has sort of like like the text version of what you're listening to here. If you can't read, it, then it's a shame. But if you can read, and go over there, we are currently posting tons of Oticon coverage because we had two people there covering it, uh, Inc. and I were both there. And also, we are continuing uh, Inc.'s series called The Brotherhood Diaries, where he is covering every episode of Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood and comparing it with the previous Fullmetal Alchemist series, a feat which I could never do, seeing as I have never watched all of Fullmetal Alchemist. Uh, so check that out, that's AnnieGamers.com. And as for other things involving the podcast, we have an RSS feed, as always, feeds2.feedburner.com slash Podcast. You can subscribe to that in whatever method of subscribing you use. Uh, we also are on the iTunes store, and we really appreciate getting reviews, especially ones that have five stars. Uh, you can read show notes and things like that, links and such things. Uh, Information that we may have forgotten in the uh, podcast at podcast.anygamers.com That ha- that'll have links to uh, the post for every episode, and you can also email us about whatever you want. Really, I mean, if you're bored and you want to just like talk to us, whatever, send us an email: podcast at You can also suggest guests to come on if you know a blogger that's cooler than these people, impossible. and you want them to come <laughs> on instead. It it's it is impossible,
0: I, 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 but I maybe yeah, please. Please try.
2: <laughs> we would appreciate the effort. <laughs> it could be like some old uh, saber podcast, a blogger that talks <laughs> just about saber. I'd I'd like to see that. No, you should
4: do an all saber, like saber and then saber rider and the star Sheriffs and then I don't know, star the star saber from Transformers. Just have an all saber podcast. Oh, uh,
1: every, everyone who's named yes. who's named saber in some. Including saber right. from okay. the X Men. And will We'll talk about lightsabers and things like that, right? Uh, that's it. We're just devolving into stupidity. Not that the podcast wasn't stupid before we started. But we're, we're, we're done. We're just gonna say goodbye here. We- Bye, everybody. Bye. Listen to our next episode. Because we, we love you. We love you. Okay. Just kidding. Bye. <laughs> Can
4: we clap? We. Yeah. Congratulations. That, that, that's
1: it. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, my father. Omedetou. Goodbye, my mother. <laughs> it's to my father. Thank you. To my mother. Goodbye. And to all the children. Congratulations.
0: Hello. Are we all here? Yes, no, maybe so.
2: You say yes.
0: Are they there? I, I say am.
2: Say no. You say stop.
0: I say, say go. Go, go, go. go. <gasps> I don't hear Carl.
3: Okay.
0: I hear nothing. Nothing. No. Ah!
2: When you say goodbye, I say hello.
0: Hello, hello. 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 I don't know why why you say goodbye. goodbye. I say hello.